Well, I just uh, fell backwards into uh, today's subject um, because I myself have been dealing with this all summer and obviously as do many people. That's forgiveness, right? Where does forgiveness come from? Um, where can you find forgiveness in Buddhism? Okay, so here was the question, right? They were talking about, you know, anger and, and it was a follow-up, right? They said how to find... Um, find peace and, and reflect in the Dharma. But the question that came from this, and what bothered me, it's been there for two days, and it hasn't been responded to. It's had four likes, but nobody has responded to, because who knows how to respond to a question like this? And the question was, but what if our parents were actively and unusually physically and emotionally abusive? I know I shouldn't blame them, uh, they were like that from their own conditioning, right? So they got some lessons there. I can, the question goes on, but not everyone had loving, nurturing parents. And I noticed there's a smiley, laughing face, right? It's common for those of us who have gone through um, a horrible childhood to actually have a more happy-go-lucky outlook on things than even others. I mean, <clears throat> right? So this is how I would respond, and I'll even maybe explain what I mean by this. Uh, explain it a little further. My response was, I did not have great parents, and I said that was an understatement. But I am who I am because of my upbringing. I can attribute my love uh, of Buddhist thought to this experience, and might that alone be enough to find purpose in one's trauma? I mean, for me, it could be. But as I said, I'm currently dealing with the same idea of forgiveness, right? And battle with it, right? I'm not succeeding. I'm, I'm failing, but... I mean, it's always succeed and fail. I go on to say, I would also use the compassion meditation as an example. And what I mean by that is the common, um, the common practice where you sit and you meditate upon the suffering in the world. And uh, the idea is to reduce their suffering by absorbing it and letting out nothing but um, compassion. And you're commuting that. Right? You commute that negative energy into positive energy. You compute, uh, commute that suffering into compassion, say, for example, into karuna uh, or even metta, loving kindness. Okay? Um, I go on to say, um, in compassion meditation, uh, we imagine the suffering in the world. We do not just absorb that negative I myself say that we don't just, hey, come on, guys. We don't just simply uh, ignore, um, I apologize. <laughs> we got a kitten and he's picking on the old guy. So we don't, I apologize. We don't simply um, absorb this negative energy. Okay, what we do is we use arguably calmness so that we're not influenced. This is important because I've had people ask, like, how do I when you, and I ran into it myself, when you start um, confronting your traumas, that can be very, very difficult. That's where shamatha comes in, calmness. You want to stay calm and treat good and bad the same, right? But when it comes to imagining the negative energy in the universe, right, you use vipassana, insight, to imagine, stay calm, you imagine their suffering, okay? And, and as I go on, I say that um, 
Uh, rather than just absorbing this eg- negative energy, imagining the suffering of all sentient beings, you really look at the suffering with compassion. And what that means is you'll see the suffering. Thus feel not just compassion, but understanding and forgiveness. And what I mean by that is, is what you start thinking about, I mean, even some of the most evil in the world, and you think, you know, they, they had their reasons. They were, they were injured and suffering, and there was reasons behind Right, So this provides you with that peace and understanding uh, and there's that belief that the compassion itself um, lends to reducing their suffering. Right? Is that just the forgiveness alone or is there some sort of energy? Is there something to that commuting of the energy? Um, I argue none of that matters because your goal is to change yourself, to change the universe. So if you're suffering because of an attachment or a trauma, this allows you to commute that energy yourself from negative to positive. Secondly, it also teaches you to deal with negative energy, provide forgiveness, um, and not be distracted. What we talked about, using calmness and insight to both stay calm and treat good and bad the same and actually see where their root is because they can actually tend to be um, the same. Okay, And so what I go on to say is I find using the Eightfold Path and the Four Truths with Anicca, Anatta, and Dukkha are liberating uh, because the Eightfold Path tells you to handle things, right? So right thought is to not just say, hey, he's a mean guy, but it's actually to go, well, you know, everyone's suffering. That's the truth, right? So what might lead this person to make these choices, right? And then th- that's what I'm talking about, right? You use the four truths that, you know, life is inherently dissatisfying, dukkha. Right? So what does that lead to? Right? So I go on to say that I am free from that suffering. I like to say that rather than dukkha being suffering, um, it's that dissatisfaction. Or even some of the the newer translations of anicca and anatta, non-self and impermanence, being more so um, that they are both not that desire for what you think you want. Okay? So getting out of your selfish, right? I should have had this perfect childhood. My parents should have been this, should have been that. Well, you got what you got. You are who you are because of what and where you came from. So you can't change that. Why would you? All that is is suffering and attachment. So what you're left with, this is what I say, we are not who we were. We are not what happened to us. We are the choices we make, and that is the heart of the teachings, right? The, the Tibetans believe that thought is action, therefore action is thought. Uh, arguably, that's even an, an, an oversimplification or even a complication. We are the choices we make. We are how we perceive the universe around us. We are how we perceive ourselves. We are how we choose to perceive our uh, reality, and therefore we are um, what we choose to cling to, what we choose to attach to, what we choose to identify with. When we are not what we choose to identify with, we are simply, and I go on to say, we are simply the choices we make. 
every moment you create yourself over again. Your old self ceases. You have the opportunity to begin again. Thus, we should all use the past as a lesson, but be your present.